Uh, we would worry less if we praised more. We would worry less if we praised more. Thanksgiving is the enemy of discontent and dissatisfaction. You know, I love being around positive people. Don't you love being around positive people? People who see the silver lining. Uh, it, it's never... It's never fun being around the person who always sees the obvious. You know what I'm talking about? The person who sees the problem, the person who sees the cracks, the person who sees whatever. And it, because it's not hard to see those things, is it? It's not hard to see the, the storm, the storm, you know, the, the tough stuff. But being around the person that says, hey, you know what? Um, it's all going to be okay because, hey, if this didn't happen, then this wouldn't have happened. You know, that person who has that eye, that ability. It's like I enjoy being around people who smile. I, I just want to test this out to make sure you guys have the capacity. Can you guys just show me your teeth really quickly? Can you guys show me your teeth? I know for some of you it feels natural. Others of you, your resting face is no teeth face. I, I know who you are. The people who live with you know who you are. But, uh, but I, I've just discovered the joy of praise, the joy of being a positive person, the joy of trusting God, even when this world doesn't make any sense. And I want to, I feel led to talk to you today. Uh, you know, we're in this series, uh, it's our last, last uh, sermon on this series called Thank You. And uh, today I want to talk about this praise. Uh, and I feel led to, to go to Psalm chapter 34. We're going to look at quite a few verses today. But um, my prayer is this, that you walk away different. My prayer is you walk away with a heart of praise. If you're naturally a cynical person, I pray that a transformation happens inside of your heart and in your mind today. If you're naturally a negative person, I pray that something happens inside of you. Something happens, a transformation, and you see things differently. And uh, we'll just look at Psalm 34. The word speaks for itself. Uh, verse 1, th these are the words attributed to King David. He said, I will praise the Lord. How many times? At all times. I'm going to make you work. Just get ready. I will constantly speak his, what? His praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless, what? Take heart. Come, let us... Tell of the Lord's greatness. Amen. Let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Glory to God. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. And look at this. In my, what church? In my desperation, I prayed, and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles, for the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Oh, and I love this. Let's read this, this together. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Isn't that good? Holy Spirit, move here right now. We beg you. We are desperate for you, God. That's why we rolled out of bed and we got in our cars and we came to church because we want an encounter 
with your holy presence. We need you, God, desperately. Holy Spirit, work in me and through me. Direct my thoughts and words, and I pray just to be a clean vessel for you. And by your grace, use me, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, the title today is called The Anatomy of Praise. And I thought about this, like what does a heart of praise truly look like? You know, some people, I came to know Jesus at the age of 18, and I can tell you, I, I did not have a heart of praise. I, I did not know God. I didn't have a relationship with God. I, I looked to myself more than I looked to God, and I just didn't have any kind of relationship with him. But something changed when I had an encounter with God. It's like my spiritual eyes were open. And I, I saw sunsets and sunrises differently. I saw the body differently. I saw the moon differently. I saw the universe and the stars differently. I just started noticing things that I hadn't noticed before. And it's like God gave me eyes to see that there's this supreme being behind everything. And God is a God of, of purpose and order. And he's a God of timing. And he's a God of seasons. And he's a loving God. And all of a sudden, he started opening my eyes and and I felt led just to say thank you God thank you God over and over and over but I thought about this word praise and 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 again when I came to know Christ that's when I really learned about this word but until then I really I, I think the only person I praised was myself to be honest with you that was the only person the, the word praise what is it it means admiration or approval admiration or approval. And it's a word, it's actually a French word, a French origin word, meaning prizer, which means to prize. And it, it's this idea of you value or esteem or cherish something or someone. So when we, uh, when we praise people, we might praise people because of their, their work. They did, you know, some, some, you know, their great coworker, or they came through and they did something and it was an accomplishment. So you praise them and, and you say, hey, look what they've done. They're amazing. Look what, the, I mean, this is, a, this, I mean, they put a lot of work. <coughs> Excuse me. It's a lingering cough. Uh, they put a lot of work into this. So you praise them and that's a good thing. And incidentally, scripture says you should always Praise others, but don't praise yourself. When you praise yourself, you just appear arrogant and prideful. You let other people praise you. And we're, while we're talking about praising others, I want to say praise people who live in your home as well. A lot of times we just praise people we work with or you might have a project with, but praise people who live with you. Thank them and praise them for their accomplishments and recognize them in your home. You have an incredible power of, of influence and impact and do it in your home. Make it, make it a habit. And when it comes to our relationship with God, it's different. You're glorifying God. In fact, one of, one of the praise definitions that I saw related is lifting God up, to lift God up. You're bragging on God. You're boasting on God. You're saying, God, you are so good. God, you are so great. You are merciful. I recognize your faithfulness. I recognize your love. I recognize your sovereignty. I recognize you are a big God. I recognize you use everything according to your purpose and according to your glory. 
That's lifting God up and recognizing God is the one who deserves all the praise and all the honor and all the worship. And then I thought about this thing, praise. You know, when you go to churches, one of the things that I discovered, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to be, I didn't share this last night, but when I first started dating Grace, my beautiful, wonderful wife, um, when I was, when I was checking her out, the thing that I'll never forget is when I was in a church service with her, and I wasn't a Christian at the time, but I remember looking at her, and I, I may have been sitting down, I don't really recall, but I feel like I was sitting down because I was looking up at her, and she was standing up, and she was worshiping. So I don't remember the song, but she was worshiping, but her countenance was different, and I could tell there was something inside of her that wasn't inside of me. She had this light this joy of the Lord inside of her. And she was worshiping God. And I just remember looking at her thinking, gosh, I don't know that. Whatever it is that's inside of her was attractive to me, but I didn't know that. So I tell our singles, adults all the time, fall in love with someone who loves God more than you. Fall in love with someone who loves God more than you. But then I've seen other people at church. I remember when I started going to church, and I remember I would look at other people, and they would stand there in church, but, but like, like, you know, their praise looked different. <laughs> they rarely smiled. And it's like, I don't know what happened. Somebody just ran over their dog or something. I don't know. They just look so unhappy, and they're standing there. And sometimes they weren't even singing a song, and they were just standing there, you know, kind of like... And I'm thinking, what are you here for? There's, there was like, there's like this gap. But then I've seen other people when they praise. I mean, they're just, you know, praising God and, you know, they're just going all over the place. And I thought, well, what's the difference? Why are there some people that are just white hot about praising God? And why are there other people that are like, uh, I'm just going to be there, but I'm not really going to praise God. And, and they might even chalk it up and say, it's just my personality or whatever it is. But I think there's different personalities in heaven. I'm guessing. I think there's different people who've been changed by Jesus. I'm just guessing. Psalm chapter 34, the Lord showed me something. David was talking about praise. But in, verse, in the middle of it, he, he gives a reason. He said, I pray to the Lord. And he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. See, David is, is uh, sharing something that's personal to him. You know what I'm talking about? It's like when you have a personal experience. You know, you went to that restaurant or something like that. Or you saw that movie. How about that? You saw that movie and you had this personal emotional experience with this movie that you saw. I just saw Marshall a couple of nights ago. It was a great movie. But whatever it is, you, you, you see, you saw that movie and it was like, it was like a person. And for you, it meant a lot. And when you talk to someone about it, you just want them to know, for me, this is what I experienced. And David is saying, you know what? I pray to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. I think some of you could say that. There was a time in your life when you're like, I prayed. I was in trouble. I didn't know what to do. And I cried out to God. And the next day, God did this. And it was crazy. There's no way it could have been coincidence. God heard my prayer. And you're going to go to the grave believing that. Because it was so real for you. You know what I'm talking about? Some of you know what I'm talking about. 
And others of you, you know what, what I'm talking about? He delivered you from all of your fears. Glory to God. There was a time you were afraid this might happen or afraid this might happen or afraid this might happen. You didn't want to leave your house. You didn't want to get out of bed. You were afraid of this and afraid of that and afraid of that. But then the Lord delivered you from all your fears. Glory to God. Glory to God. And I think David, I think it's just personal. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. Then verse 6, in my desperation, I prayed. And I thought about this a little bit too. And I thought, well, where does praise come from? I mean, you want to know what separates people from a relationship with God? Like why some people are just really close to God and other people, it's, it's you know, just more like a membership card that you keep in your back pocket whenever you want it. But I, I thought about this and I thought, here, here's what it is. It's desperation. Have you ever been desperate? When you're, when you're, when you're desperate, I have this picture I want to show you about desperation. When you're desperate, you'll do anything. When you're desperate, you'll do things that you never thought you would do. If you're desperate and you're hungry, you might go in that trash can looking for food if you're desperate. If you're desperate, you might go dumpster diving if you're desperate. If you're desperate, you might work a second job or a third job or a fourth job if you're desperate. If you're desperate, you might do some crazy things that you never thought you would do. But you know what? You're desperate and you don't care. You ever been desperate before? And what I believe is, is desperation is this place where God hears you. I want to say it like this. People who praise God hard are people who know desperation. They know how far God has brought them. And that's King David. That's King David. Those people who praise God and are obnoxious and annoying, you just need to know God has brought them a long ways and they know it. That's all it is. They, they, God has done such a work in their life and they recognize I'm in debt to God. I am legit in debt to God. I owe him everything. I owe him everything. The breath in my lungs, I owe him. I owe him everything. He's a God of second chances. So it's that person who faced trouble. It's that person who faced a crisis. Maybe that was you. You know, we, feed, we, we fed people, you know, in schools and in downtown Denver. But the truth is, some of us may have been just one or two steps away from being in that situation. We weren't that far. Maybe the only difference is we didn't get caught. Maybe the only difference is it was, there was someone who reached out to us at a crucial time. Maybe it's by God's grace you're at church right now. Right now you're at church, and maybe it is by God's grace. David said, I will, in Psalm chapter 9, I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of the marvelous things you have done. I have to wonder if David would have been invited to your Thanksgiving table. Because I think if he showed up, 
he would have just been like, gosh, God is so good, and God has done so much in my life, and, and God, God watched over me when I was taking care of a bunch of sheep, but God was with me the whole time while I was with these sheep, and he was teaching me about his love and his power and his grace, and he was watching over me during that time, and I had to fight off this lion and this bear, and, 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 and God was just with me, this, and I, I remember how he would speak to me when I was, when I was in, with the sheep, and, and nobody was around, but God, I would talk to God all the time, and I, I would sing songs to him, and I remember when I, when I thought I'd go check up on my brothers when they were fighting this, the, the Philistines, and I remember showing up, and everybody was afraid, and, and I remember this one Philistine, this dog, this dog named Goliath would just, you know, taunt everyone and talk about the God of Israel, and I remember, and everybody was afraid, but I thought, whoa, if God is with us, and who can be against us, and our God is bigger than their God, so I don't know why everybody was so afraid of him. So, and I think David would just go on and on and on and on. And some of you would be like, just shut up. It's too much. You're over, you're religious. You're over the top. You're a Jesus freak going back. Why are you talking like that so much? I'm hungry. You're like, you don't ask David to pray before Thanksgiving meal. Don't ask him to pray. The food's going to get cold, and that's why we're gathering, and that's what's most important. Hello. Hello. But I think this verse says it right here. David says, I'll be filled with joy because of you. Oh, let me go back to verse 1. I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all the marvelous things you have done. David is just aware. David's aware. Let me, let me say this. Living an authentic life of praise is hinged to your ability to see your life as if God were not in it. There it is. You want to know what separates you? Separates people who really praise God? It's those people who know and contemplate, you know what? What if? What if God was not with me? What would my life look like? What if he never rescued me? What if he never spoke to me? What if? One definition of hell is the absence of God. It's one definition of hell, the absence of God. It's a horrible, horrible thing. But I, I think you can live in, in, in hell on earth. If you're not aware of God, you don't see God, you don't recognize God. Psalm 103, one of my favorite psalms, says, praise the Lord my soul. You know, this is in the NIV version. We're not going to read it in the NASB, but the NASV says it a little bit different. It says, uh, it, it's, it says, bless the Lord, oh my soul. And I thought about that. Bless the Lord or praise the Lord. It's the same message. Praise the Lord, Oh, my soul. It's like you're talking to your soul. You're saying, oh, come on now. Come on now. Praise the Lord, oh, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Don't forget. All this is a good word. Don't forget what God has done in your life. Who is the one who has blessed you? Who's the one who gave you that job? Who's the one who gives you that breath? Who's the one that's taking care of you? Who's the one that has his eye on you? 
Forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Praise the Lord. Who forgives all your sins? Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion? Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? David is just aware. He just contemplates a little bit. I thought about this and I thought, what would life look like if you didn't praise God? What would it look like if we didn't praise God? And John Wartburg um, unpacks this wonderfully. And I want to read a little bit from, um, from this great pastor. He said this, I need to worship because without it, I can forget that I have a big God beside me and live in fear. Wow. I need to worship because without it, I can forget his calling and begin to live in a spirit of self-preoccupation. See, when you praise God, you recognize someone is bigger than you, right? You recognize he's big and you're small. <coughs> Excuse me. You recognize God is the one who deserves all the glory, and he has a purpose for your life. And if you don't praise God, you could become preoccupied with yourself. You could become self-centered. You could be con consumed with your own interests. Ortberg goes on to say, I need to worship because without it, I lose a sense of wonder and gratitude and plod through life with blinders on. I need to worship because my natural tendency is toward self-reliance and stubborn independence. When you praise God, you're ministering to your soul and you're telling your soul he is worthy. He is the one who deserves all the praise, all the glory. He is the one who deserves all of it. And if you don't praise God, I thought this was interesting. You lose a sense of wonder. You start becoming more skeptical. You don't believe in miracles as much. You don't recognize the wonder of the galaxy and the stars and of creation. You just miss it all. You look at that bird in that nest by your house and it never contemplates. You never contemplate that bird never goes hungry who feeds it. You don't think like that. You just think it's natural. You see the sun come up in the morning and it never dawns on you who commands the sun to come up every morning. Who commands the moon to come up at night. It never dawns on you why the stars are fixed in a fixed order in the galaxy and why our earth maintains a certain orbit and distance from everything else at a certain ratio. It never dawns on you where is this order coming from? But when you worship, God opens up your eyes. When you, see, if you don't worship, you can lose a sense of wonder. But if you don't worship, you could also become ungrateful. You could become entitled. You could become cynical. You could become self-reliant. And I think this is arguably the worst. You could become numb to the things of God. You could become numb to the presence of God 
and miss him because you don't worship him. And I want to say it like this in summary. If you don't praise God, you'll praise yourself. If you don't praise God, you'll praise yourself. Christian, I'm talking to you. If you don't praise God, you'll praise yourself. It's really interesting because that's, 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 it all, it's as old as Lucifer in heaven. He was an angel in heaven worshiping God, beautiful angel. And what happened? He started worshiping himself. And when he started worshiping himself, he lifted himself higher than God. And he started thinking, I should be God. And God kicked him out of heaven with all these other angels, a.k.a. demons. If you don't worship, or if you don't praise God, you'll praise yourself. Psalm 34, David said, I, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. And that word praises, I want to share with you three Hebrew words that come from that word praise. Because I want you to understand there's so much involved in this word praise. One word is yada. I always want to say yada, yada, yada. Um, it means this, to praise, give thanks, or confess. To praise, give thanks, or confess. So, Thanksgiving and praise go together. Being thankful to God is a praise to God. You know, at our house, you know, you might do this at your house too, where we go around and say, what are you thankful for? You ever do that? What are you thankful for? And we kind of go through that. And I'm just going to tell you, um, as I have gotten older, I have become more grateful for simple things. Like, like I... I uh, I'm grateful for family. I've become more grateful for trusted relationships. You know what I'm talking about? Relationships that you can trust. The kind of relationships where you could be unfiltered and it's okay and they love you. I've become more grateful for little things. Little things. Like my, my, uh, uh, I had a Ramsey Hunt on my right side of my face was paralyzed. And you know what, guys? I am grateful that my right eyelid blinks because for about four months my right eyelid did not shut do you know how it feels to go to bed and put your head on a pillow without ever shutting your right eye do you know what it feels like to go outside with the wind blowing and all the debris in the air and not able to shut your right eye it's so annoying and I don't know about you but that's one of those little things that I've never ever it never dawned on me until I lost it. And now I'm just grateful for my right eyelid. You know what I'm talking about? Some of you have a story like that. Or, or you know, the other thing I'm grateful for is balance. Check it out. Look at that. Isn't that pretty good? That's not bad, right? Pretty good. You think, no, it's a big deal. Well, when I had this, this stuff that happened to me, this facial nerve, I lost all of my balance. And I couldn't walk without having a hand on someone's shoulder. Do you know what that feels like? Do you know what it feels like to have like three forms of dizziness simultaneously, like vertigo, and also being on the back of a boat simultaneously? It's horrible. Couldn't walk. And now when you see me walking and running and dancing, it's because I'm grateful God has restored to me. Glory to God. And I just think being thankful is a good thing. Aren't you thankful that you're breathing right now? 
Aren't you thankful you're not wearing a mask right now? Aren't you thankful you're at church right now? Aren't you thankful you get to come to church and worship God? And God has been with you and God is taking, oh, don't forget. One of the great strategies of the devil is spiritual amnesia. Or you forget what he has done in your life. God, the devil wants you to forget what God has done in your life. He wants you to forget about that calling. He wants you to forget about that day that he saved you. He wants you to forget about that moment that he spoke to you. Another word is zamar, which means to sing praise. And when I came across this word, I thought there's times when uh, I, I just, I love to praise God. Now, I don't know about you, but um, I sometimes will make up my own worship songs. And I'll do it when I'm by myself and I'm on a walk or on a run or whatever it is. And my, my lyrics don't always rhyme. I'll just tell you that. They just don't know. But they come from the heart. And I just let it come out. And I just let it come out. And I'm just like praising God. Have you ever done that? You just, I'm going to sing a new song and it just comes out and it's just right from the soul. And sometimes I'm like, ooh, that was good. I should write that down. But I just kind of keep going. It's just like, I just love doing that. But then there's other times when I don't feel like singing. I mean, there's times when things aren't going well. There's times when I'm discouraged. Last night, I'm just going to tell you, I went to Chick-fil-A, and it was a horrible experience. I'm just going to tell you. Don't ever go to Chick-fil-A again the rest of your life. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. But they, they, they told me to wait, and I went to the curb of shame. You know what curb that is. So I go to the curb of shame, and then they like took care of four cars behind me before they took care of me because apparently chicken strips are an unusual order. So eventually, they, I get my, we get our food and we go home and it's now cold. They didn't give me enough Chick-fil-A sauce. Hannah says, hey, what's that, Dad? And I pull out this really long string of hair out of my soup. Yeah. And after a while, I was like, you know what? I don't feel like praising God right now. It was so ironic that I preached a message about praising God, and I just feel like I had a whole dinner in my mind, in my imagination. It was way better than reality. Have you ever heard that? It's like I've been, but when I was like, this is like, and then I just feel like the devil's just trying to rob me from this incredible message of praise. Elizabeth Elliot, amazing Christian author and speaker. She passed away in June 2015. Her, uh, her husband, her first husband, Jim Elliott, was killed in 1956 while making an attempt to make missionary contact with uh, people known as Wadanis in eastern Ecuador. Her husband was killed by these Wadanis in eastern Ecuador. Check this out. Elizabeth Elliott later spent two years as a missionary to the tribe members who killed her husband. Wow. Can you do it? Spent two years with those who murdered her husband, telling them about Jesus. She wrote a book, several books, but this book is called Suffering is Never for Nothing. And she talks about praise and how to praise God when it's hard. And she said the first thing you want to do is you want to recognize it. It's hard. There's pain. I'm grieving. I don't understand. 
How, God? Why, God? Recognize it. Number two is this. Step two, accept it. You know, our praise gets loud when we walk in it. Our praise gets loud when we walk with a limp and we still praise God. Our praise gets loud. Step three, offer it to God as a sacrifice. Isn't that good? Offer it to God as a sacrifice and say, God, I'm going to give this experience to you. I'm going to give you this unknown, this hurt, this pain. I'm going to give it to you, God. But I love her step four. Check it out. Step four, offer yourself with it. Wow. That's the part right there for me that gets me. Paul said something about this in Romans chapter 12 about being a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to him. And when you offer yourself with it, you die to yourself and it becomes part of your story. David said the same thing. He said, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. I love his soul talk. Like, why am I down? Why am I discouraged? Why do I feel depressed? Why do I want to get out of bed? Why am I bummed out about life? Why am I in this dark place? I don't know why, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put my hope in God, and I'm going to praise him again. Isn't that beautiful? And then halal. This is a third Hebrew word. It means to praise, honor, or commend. Halal might sound just a little bit familiar. It's the root word for another word that you know called hallelujah. There it is. And hallelujah or hallelujah, however you want to, whichever phrase you want to say, you know what it means? Praise the Lord. That's what hallelujah means. Praise the Lord. And this word right here, see that middle word, honor. One way you praise God is when you honor God with your body. You hear that? And you say, you know what? I'm not going to have any sexual immorality with my body at all. I'm gonna, my, the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. I'm going to honor God with my body. That's a form of praising God. Honoring God with your thought life. I'm not going to let my mind wander there. I'm not going to play those games or I'm not going to watch that video. I'm not going to let anything enter and change my sacred space inside of my head because this is a place where God speaks to me. I'm going to meditate on God's word instead. I'm going to honor God with my thinking, with my brain. I'm going to honor God. That's praising God. I'm going to honor God in this relationship. I'm going to honor God with my, 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 uh, my will. I'm going to honor God with the money that God has given me. I'm going to honor him with a tithe because it all comes from him. That's a way you praise God. You honor God with every part of your life. And then Psalm 89 says this. It's talking about angels now. All heaven will praise your great wonders, Lord. Myriads of angels will praise you for your faithfulness. I looked up the word myriad, and you know what it means? A countless or extremely great number. And I thought, well, that doesn't help me at all. I mean, I don't know. That just, just means a lot. It just means a lot. 
countless number of angels praising God. Psalm 148 says, praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his heavenly hosts. Can you imagine? I like what Thomas Watson, the Puritan, said. He said, in praying, we act like men. In praising, we act like angels. Isn't that good? On this side of heaven, we give God a, things, a list of what we want him to do for us. But on the other side of heaven, you praise him. And when you praise God on this side of heaven, you're acting like an angel. You're just acting like an angel. It pleases God when you who are living on this side of heaven walk by faith. Praise is a powerful weapon. Praise is a powerful weapon. Ask Paul and Silas. Chains fall off in the presence of praise. People are delivered from demonic possession in the presence of praise. People humble themselves and turn to God and repent of their sins in the presence of praise. Praise is incredible. Let's go to church. Let's go to church. Here you are at church. You came to church. Psalm 100 says, Shout with joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his, we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts, his church with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. There's church. God loves it when you go to church with a single purpose to praise him at the top of your lungs. What if this just shifted? One of my prayers is that today, this weekend, praise changes at Thorn Creek Church. And I know a lot of you praise. You know how to praise God. But my prayer is that there's this shift about praise. I, I, let, me, let me say it like this. What if your sole purpose to come into church today was for you to praise God? You're just like King David. You cannot shut up. You have to go to church to worship God. I've got to go to church and I've got to sing his praises. I've got to go to church. And you wanted to come to church so bad. Check it out. You were in your seat during the countdown. I know, I just lost 95% of you. Before the first song started, you were in your seat, ready to praise God. You have so much to be grateful to God about. And you're like, oh my goodness, Sunday is seven days away. I wish it was one day away. I wish Sunday came around every day because I have so much to be grateful for. I have so much to be grateful. Here's what I think would happen. I think every single one of us in this room would just let loose and worship God in a fresh way. I think people who didn't know Jesus would be like me during my early days, BC, before Christ. And I think they would come here and they would sit down and they would look at you and go, 
what's in what's gotten into you why are you so happy and I think the Lord inhabits the praise of his people and I think they would be ministered to just through praise a lot of times we think the message is the main entree but praise is just as important church Praise is just as important. And what if you had this new weight, this new desire of praising God, where you're like, there's no way I'm going to stand and watch. I'm going to participate, and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to, I'm going to clap my hands. I'm going to sing at the top of my lungs. I'm going to anticipate God to move, and I'm going to be a part of it. David says, because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. Everybody lift up your hands for a minute if you want. Lift up your hands. Say this. Say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I worship you. Jesus, I thank you. Jesus, you are my Lord. God, I worship you. God, change my heart. God, change my life. God, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your mercy, God. Thank you for your love, God. Thank you for giving me breath, God. Thank you, God, for your great, great wonders in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, when you raise your hand, you know what you're doing? I surrender. That's a surrendering posture when you raise your hands. And you raise your hands and you say, you know what? I am vulnerable to you, God, and you deserve all the glory and all the praise. If you don't praise God, you're going to praise yourself. And you worship, you, you praise God in that way. Now, I want to read to you Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. We're going to skip ahead. It says, through Jesus. Can you say through Jesus with me? Therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. It's through Jesus. Everything is through Jesus. The world was created in him and through him. Without him, nothing was made. Everything is through Jesus. The only way to the Father is through Jesus. We have the forgiveness of sins through Jesus. We're saved from the wrath of God through Jesus. We have a mediator between us and God, and it's through Jesus. Everything is through Jesus. And here it says, you know what? Through Jesus, you are to have this life, this sacrifice of praise. You know what that means? Let me say it like this. Your sweetest praise to God will come through Jesus Christ as he works in you and through you. That's your sweetest praise. Your sweetest praise will come from your relationship with Jesus as he works in you and through you. It pleases God when you praise him, even though, even if, even because. It pleases God when you say, God, I'm gonna praise you, God, because you are worthy of all of my praise and if I praised you every second for the rest of my life it wouldn't be enough you deserve so much more some of you get it here's here's what I'm gonna ask you to do we're gonna do two songs and these two songs don't walk out yet don't walk out yet guest relations people hang in here I want you to be a part of this 
I want to give you an opportunity to praise God. Now, here's the deal. I want, to, I want you to praise God in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable. I want you to praise God in a fresh way. I know some of you are already crawling out of your skin just with me saying those things. I want you, I'm just going to push you. I want you to experience the freedom of praising God. And whether it's clapping, singing at the top of your lungs, raising both hands, shaking what your mama gave you, whatever, I don't know. But praise God as if you are keenly aware of who you are apart from Christ and where you would be if it were not for God. So here's your opportunity. Here's your opportunity. If you need to know Jesus, that's your first step. Let me pray. God, thank you for these good people. And if you're ready to receive Jesus, would you say this? Say, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to be my Lord. Be my Savior. Forgive me for my sins. Change my heart. I want to become a Christian right now. Others of you might need to say this, God, I want to be more like David. And I want to praise you. And I, I pray that it just becomes a habit. And today is a new day for me to praise you, God. Accept my sacrifice of praise to you, God. In your name I pray. Amen. All right, church, let's praise him.
comfort zone right now. I'm going to call you out to praise God in a fresh way that maybe you've never done in this church. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do, guys. I'm going to ask you to come together and praise God as if you don't care what anybody else thinks. Haven't you been through much? Hasn't God been faithful in your life? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to keep singing this song, but I'm going to ask you to come forward and stand around this stage with me. I'll be right here with you. I'll be worshiping God. Get out of your seat and come and stand around this stage and let's lift our hands together and let's sing a joyful sound to the Lord, a sacrifice of praise. Come on now, come on now. We do it at concerts all the time. We do it at concerts all the time. These are the expensive seats, guys. Find someone. Hug them. Let's worship hard. Let's worship hard. God's been so good.
amazing there's nothing more important right now than what we're doing praise the Lord praise God in his sanctuary praise him in his mighty expanse praise him for his mighty deeds praise him according to his excellent greatness Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with harp and lyre. Praise him with timbrel and dancing. Praise him with stringed instruments and pipe. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm grateful. I need somebody to come up and dance with me. Somebody can come up here and praise God with me. Come on up here right now if you want to come up for praise God. Come on up here, do that. Nobody wants to come up for that. This is a great time. There you go. Come on up. I'm praising the valley. And praise on the mountain. Praise cause you reign, praise cause you rose and defeated the grave. 
you're faithful Praise cause you're true Praise cause there's nobody greater than you I'll praise, praise cause you're sovereign Praise cause you reign Praise cause you rose and defeated the grave I'll praise cause you're faithful Praise cause you're true Praise cause there's nobody greater Oh